as he brings a word tonight. I just want to say that I am uh, thankful to be here tonight, thankful to, to be at the church, but thankful to be in the Lord's house and try to uh, try to serve him in a way that would give him all the honor and glory. I've been here once before a few years ago, but just in case uh, nobody here was here that night or don't remember, my, my name is Tim Lohorn. I'm born and raised in Lafette, Tennessee. I was uh, raised just about two-tenths of a mile from Brattentown Missionary Baptist Church. So I attended Brattentown growing up. Uh, wasn't really made to attend every Sunday or, or all on a regular basis. I attended it during revival and uh, maybe another few times during the year. But I do know that uh, one revival in uh, 1981... On a Wednesday, I had rode my bicycle to day service, which was uh, pretty normal because my was pretty back then. It was pretty, pretty common for kids to ride bicycles everywhere, and I was always told during revival if I could ride everywhere else, I could ride my bicycle to church. So uh, that Wednesday, I rode my bicycle to church, and uh, thanks to be to God that. Uh, I did, and the Lord saved my soul on the fourth row right next to the aisle sitting there that day at Brattentown Missionary Baptist Church. Couldn't tell you anything that happened during the service that day. I sat there the whole time and was praying out to God to save my soul. And uh, I can remember uh, they called for a Christian handshake, and when they did, that's the last thing I know. I don't know what else I said after that. I don't know what else was done other than when I come up, my great-grandmother was turning the corner. And when she turned the corner, all I did was raise up and look at her and the look on my face, she knew immediately what had happened to me. And I could still see her coming at me with her handkerchief in her one hand and throwing her hands up just yelling, you oh, my baby. She knew what I got. That's an experience that I am so glad that we never lose. That I can go back to whenever I need it. Uh, and it can't be taken away from me. In September of 1993, a month after I had turned 22 years old, I was sitting at some friend's apartment out on Highway 52 going toward Red Bull and Springs. Me and my wife at that time was, was dating. We weren't married yet. And we was both there. And I can take you to the apartment right now. I can take you to where the, 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 the love seat was at. I was sitting in and I can take you exactly where it was at in the apartment and the window set behind me and show you exactly where my friend was sitting over in his recliner and we was just having a normal conversation when the Lord come through and told me to preach his word. I'm here to tell you today, and I've told it many times, I really thought that I'd gone crazy for a minute. 
I was in no way living like one of God's children needed to live at that time. Not even close. I was 22 years old, running with the world, doing just anything and everything. And I thought, there's no way this is, this is me. There's no way this is it. I'm just, it's, it's my mind. And, and I want you to know I went years telling myself I was too young. There wasn't no way. I wasn't living right. I never, never lived right. There wasn't no way I could uh, ever work for the Lord. As I got older, it didn't go away. I didn't change much. When my kids was born, I started attending church pretty regular. I wanted them to be raised in church and uh, started attending church pretty regular and thought, boy, this is, this is what I needed to do. I ain't got to preach. No, that didn't work either. Needless to say, September of 2018, if you want me to do the math for you, that's 25 years to the month. I couldn't take no more. I had run. I had come up with every excuse. I had done everything I could possibly do in my mind to get out of standing up here and, and trying to do the Lord's work. That Sunday morning, I was laying there in the bed, and, and, and up to this point, the previous six months before this was probably the worst six months of the 25 years that I had run. Things got really bad, and they got worse, and I got to the point that uh, I didn't like myself, much less anybody else like me at all or to be around me. But I want to tell you for a moment before I try to read here just how God works and his plan is six months before I own my calling to preach where I work at we had signs up through town that we was taking applications to hire people. Well they called me and told me that we had a man coming in for an interview what time to be there so I go in sit down for the interview this man had been born and raised in Lafayette, Tennessee, just the same. Never heard of him, never knew him, never seen him that I knew of, and he was a missionary Baptist preacher. During the course of the interview, we was asking normal questions, and we asked him one of the questions was, is, uh, well, what's my, why are you interested in this job coming to work for us? And he looked at me stead in the face. He said, I really don't know. He said, I wasn't looking for a job. I was just driving down the road and I read you sign on the side of the road and God said, go. He said, and here I am. I'm very close to that man today. I call him every Sunday morning. See him every day. He works for me. He's been working for me ever since. See him every morning. But being around him for six months, he never said nothing to me about being a preacher, about uh, doing anything. 
He'd asked me one time if I was saved. I give him, told him I was saved and my testimony. That's about it. Just, but just the presence of him being around me and seeing how he carried out his life and how he lived his life and the way he'd done things for the Lord got to me to the point I couldn't take it no more. I hope that each and every one of us as God's children could carry our life in a way like that that we would have that effect on someone. That's what we're supposed to do. That's how we're supposed to live our lives. That's how we're supposed to carry it. But I think we fall really short. But I thank God each and every day that for some reason he saw fit somebody as sorry as me to try to carry his word. And I thank him every day for saving my soul and for bringing Brother Jackie Wakefield into my life. I don't know who here may know Brother Jackie, but if you do, you know a good man. But that's kind of my quick story of my history of, of why I'm here to die and, and I'm here to serve the Lord. That's what, I'm probably going to fail. I'm probably going to fall, but you know what? I would rather come in here and, and put an attempt forward to try to serve the Lord and, and fail at it than to sit and do nothing like I did all them years and let the devil have his way. I'm going to read for you tonight out of Matthew uh, chapter 19. And I'm going to start in verse 16. And this is very familiar scripture to most. But this is what's weighed on me this afternoon when I was praying and studying and, and saying what the Lord wanted me to do. And I want to say I'm thankful for each and every one that's come out tonight. Uh, we travel a whole lot of places trying to do the work for the Lord. And uh, I will have to say uh, for the amount of people here for a night service, it's a blessing. A true blessing. But the 19th chapter of Matthew in the 16th verse, he says, And behold, one came and said unto him, Good master, what good thing shall I do that I may have eternal life? And he said unto him, Why callest thou me good? There is none good but one, that is God. But if thou wilt enter into life, keep the commandments. He saith unto him which, Jesus said, Thou shalt do no murder, thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not bear false witness. Honor thy father and thy mother, and thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. The young man saith unto him, All these things I have kept from my youth up, what lack I yet? Jesus said unto him, If thou wilt be, wilt be perfect, go and sell that thou hast, and give to the poor, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven, and come and follow me. When the young man heard that saying, he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. Then Jesus said unto his disciples, Verily I say unto you, that a rich man shall hardly enter into the kingdom of heaven. And again I say unto you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle 
than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God. When his disciples heard it, they were exceedingly amazed, saying, Who then can be saved? But Jesus beheld them and said unto them, With men this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. I want to stop there for a moment and, 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 and try to come out about uh, how the, uh, this needs to come across here tonight, but I want you to think about this young man who, who had all of this wealth and all of these uh, possessions upon this. He had all the earthly things you could ever want. But he still knew he had something missing. He knew that something uh, was still lacking from his life. He didn't know what it was. And he thought that uh, if he had lived his life uh, uh, by the commandments and he had all these things, he still want to know, how do I get eternal life? How do I get saved? And Jesus told him. He told him plainly. He said, sell all that thou have. Well, first he told him uh, to, to follow the commandments. And the young man said, I've done these. But he said, sell all that thou have and follow me. The young man is just like uh, the majority of the world today. He loved his earthly possessions more than he loved God. Well, I'm here to tell you right now today that, uh, as I said a few minutes ago, that uh, it is our responsibility as God's children, uh, and I mean God's children, you don't just leave it for the, for the preachers or the pastor of your church, but it is God's children and it is our responsibility to carry out God's work. It's to carry out His Word, to live and walk as Jesus did, and to do the things that uh, uh, He commanded us to do and that He wanted us to do. The commandments are a great thing, but they're not going to get him saved. They're not going to get anybody saved. He goes on, and the young man turns and goes away, sorrowful, it said, because he didn't want to give up his what he thought was a, a prized possession. But I'm here to tell you, the only prized possession you're ever going to have in life is being saved by God's grace. Any other possession you have will burn up. It's not going to amount to nothing. It ain't worth nothing. I ain't found nothing upon this earth yet since I have started doing what the Lord called me to do. Now before I might have thought there was some things, but now that I'm doing what I'm supposed to have done for so long, there is nothing upon this earth that I'll ever compare to the salvation of my soul. You can have the rest. God gives us exactly what we need when we need it. Do we get a lot of things in this world? We get mixed up and we have our wants and needs unbalanced anymore. We got uh, a lot of people in this world that thinks uh, what they need is really what they want and it don't work that way. If you have a meal every day, you have clothes to wear, you have a pillow to put your head on and you have a roof over your head, God has given you everything you need. Especially if you get to come to his house and hear his word. That's what we need. But not only do we need to hear it, we need to carry it outside the four walls uh, of, the, of the building. Uh, I'm not, not going to say the church because God's church is all one. It ain't just the uh, Fairview Memorial standing here. It's all uh, uh, one body. And we all have a responsibility. We all have a duty to go out and, and carry His Word and do His work. And to let it be known. Just like He said down here in this last verse. With men, it's impossible. But with God, all things are possible. I want to tell you today that the, uh, and 
It really, it, it baffles me and it upsets me that uh, there's these uh, churches going up, and I really don't like to call them churches a lot of times, but that's what they call themselves. They're going up everywhere. As fast as you can blink your eye, there's going up here and there. And they're bringing in people by the hundreds and by the thousands. And, and they're deceiving each and every one of them. And why are they doing it? They're doing it because uh, they can bring them in. And I'm, I, I, I hate to say it, but they're bringing them because it puts money in their pockets. They're deceiving everyone. They're not telling them anything, the truth. They're telling them these easy ways and, and they're making it uh, uh, tickling their ears, as you would say, and making these people happy and they get to hear what they want to hear. And I want to tell you something. If you're not getting your toes stepped on, you're not hearing the truth. If you have ever been told that there's another way other than the blood of Jesus to get to heaven, somebody's told you wrong. There is not but one way. There is one Savior. And that's it. That's all there's ever going to be. It's never changed. It's not going to change. That's what it was from, from the beginning with this uh, until now. God's not changed. He ain't changed the plan. He ain't said, okay, well, let's back up a minute and rethink. No, that's not what it was all about. That is not why Jesus came and died upon the cross. And I don't get how these people that's teaching these things can take God's word. For what I just read a few moments ago, where it says, with men it is impossible, but with God all things are possible. If you go over to Ephesians in chapter 2 and verse 8, it says you're saved by grace through faith. It is a gift of God. Not of works. It tells us works is not going to get you there. Neither is dipping you down in the water, neither is sprinkling water upon you. Neither I've heard them say, just shake a preacher's hand and it'll get you saved. These people need our prayers. Not just the ones that's being deceived, but the ones that's teaching them that way as well. And that's what I want to go back to uh, that I said a few minutes ago uh, just about how uh, uh, you, you carry yourself out into the world and how you uh, present yourself to people and how you, uh, you do things and how you react to things and how you show your faith. Might just get the attention of one and have them question you what you have. You know, I tried to stand this morning, and, and it come. I think I said that, that uh, you know, if you if you get that one just to ask you, if we ask God to give it to us, He's going to. But the thing is, when it's given to us, we got to do it. Because if He's working on you and He tells you, He's already working on that end as well. Don't hesitate. He's got it all planned. He's got the master plan. He is the master. Follow his direction. It's all right here. And he'll give it to you. He said, I'll not leave you. I'll send back the Holy Spirit to, to, to give you what you need. He talks to you that way. He will give you what you need to do. But you have to do it and follow through and you're going to see things happen. But if you want my honest opinion, I feel personally that we've got lazy as God's children.
We've got lazy. We're too worried about uh, uh, hurting somebody's feelings or offending somebody or, or they're going to get uh, uh, mad at us and not talk to us. Some of us uh, even get worried that it may affect our jobs. Well, I'm here to tell you if it affects my job, then it affects my job. I don't care. God will provide if I'm doing the work He wants me to do. He's got me. Do I still fail? Yes, I do. Do I still get frustrated? Yes, I do. Sometimes worse than others. Sometimes uh, not as bad. But I always know when I finally get to that point, he finally whips on me enough that I'm like, okay, I understand. God, you're the way. Show me what I need to do. Why we can't grasp that first why that's not the first thing that uh, comes to our minds is, is, is just our carnal, carnal mind. It's just, it's just what the devil wants. You know, I said this morning that uh, we're, a, 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 we're a vengeful creature is what we are. We're more worried about if, if something happens to us, what we're going to do to get them back than we are just turning and saying, you know, I need to pray for them. Because that's what Jesus would have done. You look at what Jesus went through and what uh, all he uh, bared and what all he uh, lived with while he walked this earth. And all he did was pray for them. He wanted each and every human or soul to be saved upon this earth. No matter how they, how they treated him, no matter how the, uh, they carried out their lives, no matter what they done, he still wants each and every one of us to be saved by his grace. That is an unconditional love that I will never understand until I get to that other side. And there's days that I'll be honest with you, there's days I'd like to just go on to see it. And leave this old world the way it is. And just. I wouldn't ever worry about looking back. If you're here today and you're lost and separated from God. I want you to know. You're in the right place to hear the truth. And there's going to be many things that come into your, your life uh, uh, over the life of your lifetime, whether it be uh, ever how long. And people try to tell you other ways, especially the way uh, things are going today uh, in this world. They're trying to teach everything and push everything. Uh, exactly what is, is actually not good is good, and what's good is bad. That's what they're teaching. I'm here to tell you right now, there is no other way to salvation but by Jesus. You may be told other things. You may, you may hear other people say that they've got it. But they don't. If they're telling you that they got dipped in the water and they're good... I know some that's uh, lived that life and then they heard the truth. Now they know what they was missing. This young man here in this, that I read to you about, 
He knew he was missing something. If you're lost, you know you're missing something. If God's got the conviction upon your heart, you know you're missing something. If he's drawing you, now's the time. Don't put it off. Don't hesitate. There's no better time than the present. If he's calling upon you, drawing you to call upon him. I beg of you. And if you're under conviction right now and you're not moving, I pray that you ain't able to sleep, eat. I, hope, I pray that you can't do anything till you call out to him and get saved by his grace. I'm telling you right now, and, and, and I know you, you, it's been preached and told years and years and years and years, and uh, people's heard it over, but I'm going to tell you, don't change. And when you get it, you're going to see exactly what it is that everybody's been talking about. If you lost souls wanted it, as bad as the ones that saved and praying for you want you to have it, You'd be on your knees right now. I'm telling you. Until you get it, you won't ever understand fully what we're trying to tell you. But there's no better sweet peace you'll ever have than being saved by God's grace. Brother Casey, I'm done. That's... uh, that's all the Lord has for me. I'll turn this back over to Brother Casey. And uh, I do ask you to continue to continue prayers for me as we uh, we try to go and, and wherever the Lord leads us. I know, uh, like I told you earlier, many years that I've ran from it, and uh, I'll never make up for them years. I know that but also know not to look back on them and just go forward and just do whatever the Lord had me to do. Sometimes it's stressful. No, actually it's always stressful, but I'm going to tell you something. The blessings that come with it are far beyond better than the stress. Thank you all again for having me. Uh, It's good to be here. It's good to be in the Lord's house. Brother Casey.